Today's show is sponsored by Miracle Made. Folks, I have sheets from Miracle Made and ugh, I love them, especially in the summer or in these transitional seasons where your body is like hot and cold and it's just like confused. Here's the deal with Miracle Made they make sheets, okay? But they use NASA inspired technology with silver infused fabrics to make these sheets temperature regulating so that you can sleep at the perfect temperature all night long. It's so delightful. Traditional bed sheets can also have way more bacteria. It can, they can have more bacteria than a toilet seat, which is crazy. They can lead to acne and allergies and stuffy noses. It's just super gross. My husband is one of these people that gets acne from traditional bed sheets. Um, but when we discovered Miracle Made, his face just cleared up. It was, it's been so great because they have this technology that prevents 99.7% of bacteria growth and it requires up to three times less laundry. Uh, so like I said, there's a self-cooling property for better quality sleep. There's a self-cleaning property. Uh, there's comfort and quality. I mean, they're so luxurious. It's like nicer than sheets you'd find at a five-star hotel. And it's designed for your skin so that bacteria doesn't get all up in your pores. So here's what I think you should do. I think you should try miracle.com slash fake the nation. Whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, if you order them today, you can save over 40%. And if you use our promo code fake the nation at the checkout, you'll get three free towels and save an extra 20%. Miracle is so confident in their product. It's backed with a 30-day money back guarantee. So if you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get that full refund. Upgrade your sleep with Miracle Made. Go to trymiracle.com slash fake the nation and use the code fake the nation to claim your free three piece towel set and save over 40% off. Again, that's trymiracle.com slash fake the nation to treat yourself. Thank you, Miracle Made for sponsoring this episode. Fake the nation episode 234. Hello, hello, this is Fake the Nation, where we talk about news, we talk about politics, and where we ever so cautiously, ever so hesitantly, and ever so guardedly decide to almost, maybe, celebrate something, maybe? I am your host, Nikki Farsad, and it's 2021, motherfuckers! In fact, it's Wednesday, January 6th, early afternoon, as we tape this, and, um, we may have, maybe, possibly, quite conceivably, one control of the thing that rhymes with tenet. So we're going to talk about that. We're also going to talk about one of Donnie's final greatest hits, an exceedingly stupid phone call he made. And finally, what are you obliged to tell your employers? We're going to get into it. I am so excited by this very first panel of 2021. Oh, this is this panel was designed for today. Joining us for the very first time and definitely not the last because I already know and love this guy. I've seen him do stand up. I've seen him uh, murder in front of the uh, in front of the socially distant um, spread out masses uh, in an outdoor show um I have also been so lucky to be on his podcast. It's called Asian Not. It's called the Asian Not Asian podcast, which is super delightful. Um, I also follow him on all the socials because he's fun. Uh, you guys, it's Mike Wynn. Hey, Mike. Hey, hey, hey. What's good? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Is this the kind you of podcast really, where, we, really... where we hype each other up constantly? No, absolutely. Good, yeah, yeah. No, my, okay. my, hype, my hype men are about to arrive. So when oh, that perfect. happens, you'll know. Um, also, we're doing late 90s today with Mike Wynn in, the, in, in our hype settings. Um, yeah. Folks, I'm so excited by the second man- member of the panel because she has been on the show before many, many times. Uh, we love her very much. She is a, a, just an excellent comedian. She's also newly the host of the podcast, The War Report, which you should be immediately subscribing to. Folks, it's Shalewa Sharp. Hey, Shalewa. Hello. Yeah. How how are you guys doing? Yeah, we're doing good. I mean, I don't want to speak for Mike, but I I heard before the show, he controversially said that he was having the best morning. Having a great morning. Yeah. Having a great morning. I mean, I don't know. You guys are comedians, so... You know, when something like for me, I define I'm having a good day because like one of my tweets got like 20 retweets. That's like a good day. I'm like, oh, my God. Yes. Thank you so much. And like, I don't even talk to my wife for the rest of the day because I'm just ha- just riding a, w- a wave at that point. You know, so that's what's okay. good for me. I keep hearing that today is a good day for other reasons. Uh, and but you know, that's and you my have, good reason. Yeah, you're on this show, maybe for one of those reasons. Yes, exactly. So, OK, well, let's get into it with topic number one. Folks, I wasn't even going to talk about this thing in Georgia. I was actually nervous to talk about it. Um, I assumed we were not going to have any kind of result for several days. So uh, Shalewa and Mike can attest it wasn't even in the original email about Mm -hmm. the show. But here we are. The Georgia runoff races ended Tuesday. The votes have mostly been tallied. Reverend Raphael Warnock is the projected winner in the race against Kelly Leffler. She has yet to concede. As of this taping, which, along with the reemergence of hot goth and diaphanous ruffling, is a trend this season. The race between <laughs> David Perdue and John Ossoff is also leaning towards Ossoff. Um, I saw a really fun um, billboard for Ossoff that was run, you know, running up to the thing, which was a uh, vote your Ossoff, which I thought was really <laughs> fun. And I would he would have won my vote just because of that. Uh, poster. But um, I heard from Nate Cohen of the New York Times today. He used the words, Purdue has no path. So I feel, and a lot of people are big, and and Ossoff actually made a victory speech this morning. So this thing that we may have hoped for is maybe Mm -hmm. possibly happening. Shalewa has a face on. Shalewa, explain (laughs) your face. Okay, so my face is because I grew up in Atlanta. Right, Uh yes. And so I'm, you know, I'm not, I'm fairly well-schooled in how Atlanta as a city works. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I, to me, John Ossoff making uh, a celebratory speech this morning, releasing a video of like, yeah, we did it. Um (laughs) is troublesome okay. because he doesn't know the history of Atlanta oh when it comes to coming through in big ways when the country is watching. Now, I, it looks like we're going to pull it out because the the counts that still need to be or the votes that still need to be counted uh, are coming from uh, the greater Atlanta area, mm-hmm. in particular, DeKalb County, which is uh, like the Blue. bluest the bluest county and okay. it's the county I grew up in. Hey. Um, so I, 
I th- I'm pretty sure it's going to break Ossoff's way as they keep counting. In fact, the numbers, uh, the increase in vo- votes that I saw this afternoon versus this morning uh, definitely skewed Ossoff. So that's great. But I mean, look here. <laughs> like, if we're just going by like sporting teams, uh-huh. which is all we really have to go by, right. like, hey, man, don't yeah. count those chickens, man. <laughs> Why did you make a video? Right. Like, Counting we, chickens. Yeah. Like, come on. We were down, we were up, what, 29 to 3? Uh, in the Super Bowl? Like, what are those page? numbers? I don't know anything I about the numbers be. you're oh, talking about. Right. And all I'm saying is that we lost. I thought we for lost, a second you were we talking about... We lost like the 29-point lead. Like, don't... Like, I, I get that you really want to represent us, but if you want to represent Atlanta, you need to just chill for just a hot second. Just mm-hmm. a hot second until you have that definite 50.6... Yes. Yes. Percent. Also, Otherwise, I also want to just say from um, on behalf of my Jewish friends mm-hmm. uh, and, and John Ossoff would be the first Jewish senator and the youngest senator. Right. Mm-hmm. Out of Georgia. And um, my I, I feel like it is very against Jewish culture. And again, I'm a Muslim. What the fuck do I know about Jewish culture? But just from like living in New York City. Right. You're sort of like right. you get some Judaism in your in you, like just yeah, through absolutely. osmosis. Mm-hmm. Um, that it is very weird that he gave the, the victory speech this morning. Exactly. Like, Jews exactly. do not count chickens oh before. No. They no. What are they you just doing? He should be very nervous. Yes, exactly. You, yeah, you, until they say, you got it, kid, yeah. don't say <laughs> no anything. Way. Let no them way. keep counting because things can break in do odd ways Do they specifically have to say, you got it, kid, in that? Yeah, I think that's you what you're saying. You have to, you have to say, you got it, kid, and you hit them with the gobble guns. Pa-pow, you know? I think in Atlanta, actually, is you won shawty that's what they do someone yeah. rolls by they say you won shawty and then you make <laughs> your that's, video when, that's actually it. yeah that's actually how they do the electoral college too down there it says you, yeah, you, you got a shawty and then congratulations <laughs> yeah. Yeah, then yeah. Great. well i mean and that's so. why i have you guys on you're both election experts um shalewa has a phd in voting isn't that right um so yeah like, it was uh, yes, yes <laughs> just absolutely. something you did on the side yes, all of um, i mean i misplaced the paperwork but so, it's, <laughs> i'm sure that's what it's on so I have a question for you, which is, why would Warnock and Asaf have different results? You know, you'd think oh, all these people oh, turned that's out. Easy. Hmm. That's easy because War because uh, Warnock was against a woman, and John Asaf is against a white dude. Um, oh, and white dudes are still white dudes are still yeah a white dude that, ev- that not everybody not everybody in Georgia had a problem with and right. I dare say people right. were kind of fine with them right. we had a history with uh, this Purdue fella and, right and, it's only um, well, only one term but still a history never a six year history nevertheless a six year history yeah. and uh, his um is it his cousin was Sonny Purdue who was a governor like like. There's, it's in oh, the so water. He was rich. Yeah, yeah. And so like he right. was, a, and he was viewed as like a, a a millionaire from his own, you know, because of his own smarts. Which well, may or may not, not even, not so much that. He's just he's a he's a good old white boy from the south. So yeah. even if we didn't know him, we know him. Right, 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 right. right so right. that so that takes over this young whippersnapper who's Mike, already do saying you, he do you won. Have any, do you have any theories on why of this split ticket voting? 
No, I don't. I don't know. I, I the only thing I, I and I haven't been following. I've been fo- I've been following, but I haven't been following because I've I have high blood pressure and I just <laughs> don't want to get. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yes, I don't absolutely. even the, this this even this conversation we're having. I it's feel could you, right. could yeah, and also could sway the vote the other way. You know, like I have this whole thing. Yes. I went to uh, I went to uh, uh, I went to Berkeley and I had a thing where okay, I would never brag. I <laughs> These are kind of smart or whatever. It was good. No, I don't because I have no idea what we've been talking about this whole time. I, when, when when Chile was saying was talking about the the uh, the twenty nine three thing, I, I thought that was still electoral votes. I had no idea if she was talking about the NFL. And so, you know, th- this whole thing has just has just made me nervous. And I I totally feel you as far as don't count things until it happens, because I just keep feeling that you know. Um, 2020 is a few days ago, but it could still do the thing in the horror movie where yeah. it's like the last jump scare. Yeah. You think you killed the monster. Yeah. But no, he like reaches up and grabs your leg at the very last yes. second and pulls you to hell. True. You just, I just don't know. Anything's crazy. Winning is losing. Losing is winning. You don't have to, con- <laughs> you don't have to concede anymore. Democracy is communism. It doesn't, I don't know what's happening. So uh-huh. I just, I, I'm, I'm in, I'm in the boat as far as like, I, I don't want to say that, you know, one well, person I, or I another I want to say is, about is Warnock is that he had a really, I think, inspiring candidacy. You know, he kind of came from nothing and became this reverend and was at the same church as right. Martin Luther King. And, you know, he's got a really great story. So I think it was it was an easy vote to cast. And I think Kelly Leffler, um, look, we historically hate women, so that's pretty easy to see. And and we don't talk about, like, Republican women, but they are hated as much as Democratic women, right? Like, it right, wasn't, right, right, right. Hillary Clinton wasn't the only woman that was hated. Um, but uh, but I think Kelly Leffler, you know, on top of, like, having, you know, the negative points, the, 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 vagi- the vaginal negative points, also mm-hmm. had um, the uh, just not, she wasn't a great debate performer. Um, she didn't have, mm-hmm. like, an agenda. She really was fixated on calling Raphael Warnock a radical socialist. Um, and so, like, nobody really knew what she was about. And she was appointed. It's not like she was in the Senate because of her own, you know, because she had won mm-hmm. over voters before. So she had a lot kind of going against her. Um, yeah, no one no one knew her. And that's very important. I mean, it's, you know, it's still small town politics, even though it's a whole state. Right, right. And I, I heard that it. half still, of Georgia lives in Metro Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, Metro mm-hmm. Atlanta is basically like the top third of the state at this right. point. I believe it's including Chattanooga, Tennessee, maybe. But um, yeah, it's so no one really knew her. Um, she certainly didn't um, win any uh when anyone with this whole like weird southern drag thing oh, that she my did, God. Yes, where yes. she put on like a a, a hunting vest <laughs> right. and uh, boot cut jeans, and she's like, "I'm one of you." And we're I, like, "I feel no. that she wore her regular clothes underneath it still." Yeah, you know, yeah. right? And as soon as she as soon as she got into the van to leave the the, the press junket, she would just like slough it off like mm-hmm. a snake, you know. So I mean, <laughs> it's just it's yeah, it it, it just I could see exactly uh, what what you guys are talking about with that. Well, let yeah. me let, let's shift gears a little bit and talk about the thing that'll terrify uh, terrify us the most, which is that if we did have control of the thing that rhymes with tenet, yes, let's mm-hmm. not say it. Okay, perfect. Let's <laughs> say I'm so scared. Um, <laughs> the so what are like so some of the first things that they're going to do uh, theoretically is. Um, 
this will immediately affect the size of the next COVID relief package, right? They want to have a next COVID relief package. The $2,000 check that Donnie talked about that, 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 you know, ruined the whole thing with the, before the, during the holidays. I don't know if anybody was even paying attention to the news. I hope you were not, but we almost like lost a relief package because of Donnie. But then anyways, we didn't, it doesn't matter. He called for a $2,000 check. We ended up with $600 checks. Um, but he did, he kind of knew it was going to get vetoed. Doesn't matter. Okay, so mm-hmm. so but that two thousand dollar check is actually something that Democrats do want to provide for people. And then here's the mm-hmm. other big thing they want to provide, which I think a lot of you know people who live in cities and states, um, which is everyone, uh, <laughs> is is relief, local, state, and local relief. I mean, they're like every mass transit program uh, system in America is is in threat of being shut down because of revenue loss. Um, they're you know. Yeah. Teachers are being fired. Uh, We're losing fire departments. We're losing police. We're losing so many things because there is no state and local relief because Mitch McConnell doesn't know that people live in states. Um, (laughs) And so uh, that's a big one. Um, What are what are some of the things that you think might be coming down the pike in this situation? I I mean, you know, I live in the in the anarchist state of New York City, as, as, (laughs) as many of us do. And I mean, the subway is basically run by rats at this point oh, so we need to get those they're rats actually doing a decent they're job doing a great job and they need places. relief too rats also need health care okay they have big families <laughs> so i mean you know i think I, I think that's one of the big things is throughout this whole thing you know people have you know we, we've been talking a lot about you know individuals getting um checks and and relief and that's really important and i think we've been talking about at the higher level covid and, and making sure that we you know get this um this this uh, this vaccine out there but just like it, at the in-between level, at the state level, yeah. at the city level, right? And, and you know, obviously New York City, um, th- th- we are the state of New York, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's like two people who live underneath a waterfall somewhere upstate, and then everybody else lives down here. True. And, you know, the city needs... With needs, love. Uh, we say that with love. With love. With love. <laughs> I, I wish I had that waterfall. And I, we, you know, it's cities like this, cities uh, all across the country, you're seeing, you know, the, the, the COVID spikes all over the place. You know, all of those different little municipalities are going to need this, not just for the COVID, but for you know moving forward. That's how we're going to recover out, out of the out of something like this. Um, and uh, another thing that we could see sort of swiftly um, is how. Joe Biden could get his cabinet cabinet nominees approved. So with Mitch McConnell in control, you know, that would have been an uphill hurdle. He would have continually had to put, you know, um, people that were maybe even more moderate or even, you know, more right of center. Um, And Joe Biden is not like, you know, a hardcore progressive, although he did run like the most progressive presidential campaign in history. Um, But uh, are there some... Thing, dream things that you you might have in mind, uh, Shalewa, that like a democratically held Schmenet could uh, um, do. Okay, uh, I want him to go ahead and just sail through whoever is uh, not extremely questionable onto old boy's cabinet. Right, I yeah. want him to just go ahead and do that. That'll be great. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, which is probably what will happen uh, because. Um, it, for the most part, that's usually what happened. Unless the person was the hottest mess, they usually went ahead and got the the positions. And then we got Trump, 
and even yeah. the hottest messes got the position. So <laughs> I, I feel like this, like maybe people will want to dig, but at some point it's going to be like, oh, you literally worked here before. Okay, well then yeah. you know you know where the break room is, and they're going to let it go through. What I kind of want is a little more Department of Justicey. Uh, in that Ooh, I want, okay, I because there's a lot of talk right now as to whether or not we prosecute Trump for the various things, uh, so many things, and some people are saying, "Hey, man, let it go. It's Chinatown. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, just forget about it. We need to move forward." And I do think that we need to come together and move forward and really fix this. Or, you know, really work on this rift, uh, the many rifts in our in our country. But I also want a team of nerds yes. in a yes. basement. Not a Glasses. team of rivals, making a team the of cases, nerds. Briefcases. Yeah, yes. Making the cases, <laughs> the various cases against Suspenders. Trump. Absolutely. And I want, I right. want them working well, we're gonna hard. Get, we're going to get into that. Don't get into that because I, we're going to get into yeah. that in the next segment. But, um, what? okay, I want... Now... There's a bunch of shit I want. I want statehood for Puerto Rico and fucking D.C. I've been talking Mm -hmm. about that shit for some years. Um, I want uh, I want I I, want I want a public option. You know, I want universal health care, but I also want. Yes, absolutely. So just so everyone knows, I mean, uh, look, uh, we're only doing optimism as people who listen to the show know. Um, (laughs) But uh, I don't believe that, you know, some of these kind of larger things, we're going to achieve them because people like Joe Manchin are also Democrats and they're not going to vote for them. But there are, Mm -hmm. I think there are, there are places like where pragmatic and slightly progressive things can happen that are really exciting. For example, an increase in the minimum wage would be super fun. (laughs) It's currently $7.25 where you can exist nowhere in the union on that amount um, Mm -hmm. as a full time employee. Uh, and so, you know, obviously Democrat Biden, Biden's, you know, goal is $15. And look, maybe we can't get $15, but would it be great to get 13 or 11? I mean, anything higher than 725 would be would be amazing. So right. I think um, there's some pragmatic kind of things that can, I think, sail through with a a uh, 50 seat majority with Kamala Harris tying uh, breaking the tie mm-hmm. uh which would be you know really exciting. Mm-hmm. Do you- I want mm-hmm. um yeah. a PlayStation 5 okay. <laughs> I, <laughs> for all Americans? Yeah, no but mainly I want I want I want C-SPAN to be boring again, you know, oh, to, to what Shelly yeah. was saying like you know I want yeah, I want I want competent government. Um I just want to get in there too and and Sort of my big soft spot is, uh, you know, I went to Berkeley. I don't know if I told you, um, but oh, wow. oh, Department just, of Education, that's so, that's so I think, would you know? Uh, oh yes, Betsy DeVos just like burned the building to the ground, and I would like to see that bur- building not on on fire. So that's just something uh, I'm not exactly sure, I'm, you know, about what policy there is, but you know, I, I, f- I feel there there could be headway there that. We, we could really do, along with the PlayStation 5. So, uh, so PlayStation 5s for everyone in America. I think that's yep. an excellent call. Um, mm-hmm. In the meantime, you know what we're going to do? We're going to take a quick break. And I would like for people of Fake the Nation to tell me, what do you want to see happen with a possible shmushmority in the shmenit? Um, <laughs> and uh, you can do that on all of the social medias that I also encourage you not to use. Okay. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we're going to take a quick break and 
hear about our sponsors. They keep the lights on here at Fake the Nation. And in, the, in this new year, I especially thank them for that. Uh, and when we come back, we'll talk about other things. Today's show is sponsored by Paired. And oh my God, me and my husband have had such a great time using Paired. We had this conversation recently because one of the questions that the app gave us was, how do you personally express your love for your partner? I had some really ridiculous things that I was sharing with him that he sort of like totally saw as like, oh yeah, that is how you you show your love for me. Like one of those things is he's like very sensitive to windows being open without the screen being there or like shades not being drawn at night or like just stuff involving windows. And I'm the kind of person that doesn't care about that. So I show my love for him by like doing those things because I know... (laughs) He cares. And he recognized that as like a very weird form of showing your love for someone. And then I was like, I should actually do more exciting and interesting things for him. One of the ways he shows his love for me is by wearing the clothes that I buy him, which he doesn't always want to wear. But he does because he knows that I love like seeing them. P.S. I feel like he looks better when he wears the clothes I buy him. All right, that's just a side note. But point is, we've had these really fun conversations because of paired and it's as you've now guessed a relationship app for couples you and your partner you download the app you pair together and every day paired gives you questions quizzes games it's a way to to have fun stay connected and deepen your conversations and I think you know when you get to a certain point I mean me and my dude have been together for like 10 years so it's kind of great to have this external entity like giving you these questions and inspiring new forms of conversation that you hadn't thought of in these 10 years. And so I don't know, I highly, highly recommend Paired. It's so fun. Um, whether you're a new couple and you could you could really use some some questions to get the, to deepen things, or you're a couple that's been around the block and you could use these questions to kind of like find new and interesting things you didn't really know about each other. Either way, it's time to lighten the mood and have fun with your partner by using Paired. Head to Paired dot com slash fake the nation to get a seven day free trial and 25% off. If you sign up for a subscription, just head to paired.com slash fake the nation to sign up today. Connect with your partner every day using paired. A happier relationship starts here. Go to paired.com slash fake the nation. This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique, and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you if people send you the same generic conversation starters they message everyone else? Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders, while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
This episode is brought to you in part by Purina. Purina is dedicated to creating richer lives for pets and the people who love them. From helping older pets think like their younger selves to making cat ownership a possibility for more people than ever, Purina is helping pets thrive so they can live long, healthy, and happy lives. Purina has you covered for all your furry friends' needs, whether they meow or bark. From litter to treats to their best-in-class, nutrient-packed food with taste your pets will love, Purina's got your back at every stage of your pet's life. Your pet gives you the joy of the spring sunshine all year round. So today and every day, care for your pet with Purina. Your pet is Purina's passion. To learn more, head to amazon.com backslash Purina. Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. We are back and we're ready for topic number two. So minority president Donnie Twimp, who was impeached and also under multiple criminal investigations, has two weeks left in office. Um, We still have a chance to get that pivot to being presidential. Uh, You guys remember the pivot that everybody (laughs) waited for? We waited for months. People kept talking about that pivot. Anyways, we've got two weeks. Uh, Let's see if he can pivot to being presidential. Um, But in these (laughs) waning days of his loserdom, he called Mark Raffensperger, who, as we all now know, is the secretary of state of Georgia, by the way. I've never known the Secretary of State of Georgia's name in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I say it now every day. Um, and he basically asked Mark Raffensperger, uh, my buddy Mark, uh, to find him um, 12,000, was it 11,000-something-something votes? Um, 11,780 votes, which 11. would take it one over because I think the number... 11,779 is, is what the like, Democrats won by is. Yeah. It's, br- it's now just branded into Trump's brain. <laughs> yep. I think. And um, I think that, uh, from now on everywhere he goes, he should see the number one, one, seven, seven, nine. It's everywhere. sort of, it's like, um, you know, when it, did, did you guys ever watch lost and how there was that number, that magic number. That yeah, number. Yeah, yeah. Like it's funny because I was, I don't remember the number now, but for like two years I was like, is that that number? Like I would see a number and I'd be like, is that that number? Um, so anyways, Donnie, you should totally, um, get the DVD box set of lost and do that in your post-presidential time. Um, so, so we're going to hear a clip, actually, from that uh, from that phone call. We have won this election in Georgia, based on all of this, and there's there's nothing wrong with with saying that, Brad. You know, I mean, having the having a correct the people of Georgia are angry, and these numbers are going to be repeated on Monday night, along with others that we're going to have by that time, which are much more substantial even, and. The people of Georgia are angry. The people of the country are angry. And there's nothing wrong with saying that, you know, uh, that you've recalculated. Well, Mr. President, the challenge that you have is the data you have is wrong. Now, 
Do you think it's possible that they uh, shredded ballots in uh, Fulton County? Because that's what the rumor is. And also that Dominion took out machines. Uh, that Dominion is really moving fast to get rid of their uh, machinery. Do you know anything about that? Because that's illegal. Ryan Germany. No, Dominion has not um, moved any machinery out of Fulton County. We're having. Well, but no, but but have they moved? Have they have they moved the inner parts of the machines and replaced them with other parts? No. Um. I didn't know where to end this clip, but uh, I, I want to say that um, I really love that pause. <laughs> that, like after Mark Ravensburger says the problem is your data is wrong, and then there's this like forty five minute pause where <laughs> where Trump decides whether or not he's going to admit that he heard him say that, <laughs> and then he just barrels through and did not admit any like did it's like as if he didn't speak. Um, so today they're certifying results right in the Senate, probably as we speak. I don't know exactly time what time they're doing that, um, and obviously you know this call was not going to change anything. But still, what do you think of this call being made uh, by a sitting president? <laughs> uh, I mean, it's wild, I guess, if we're going to compare it to other sitting presidents. But wait, yes. is it, though? Because yeah. I feel like, wait, hasn't this happened before? I think the thing about uh, Trump is that He's not doing necessarily original things. Yes. He's just kind of saying, I want this, and so I'm just not going to. So he's barreling through in a bully way by, like, omission. He's just, I refuse to do that. I'm just going to do what I want. So he's not necess- He's not changing the game so much as he's threatening to take his ball and go home. And, uh, and now everyone's like, yeah, we just, we just bought a new ball. And <laughs> so, you know, it's... It's kind of wild that he did it, um, but it's also not wild because I believe that's – I'm sure this is not the first time that someone has been like, hey, man, can't you – I'm sure you can, like, just move a couple <laughs> of things around for yeah. us. And what's been very funny to me is that um, Georgia put into place so much suppression so that Brian Kemp could win in 2018. And uh, so certainly, you know, Trump's like, oh, okay, you got me. And then when it didn't work because people just went out and voted, uh, Trump was like, wait, you did this for you. Why can't you do this for me? That's been the whole vibe that I'm hearing it through. I'm Mm -hmm. hearing it through a lens of just like, hey, y'all just did this. You just fixed it so that Kemp could be governor and you're secretary of state. I'm the president. (laughs) Why aren't you doing this for me? I'm way more important than you and your little state. So, uh, yeah. And so I'm not necessarily calling uh, the secretary of state a hero because I I guarantee once all of this smoke is gone, they're going to go back to trying to disenfranchise voters. Sure. Sure. Um, Yes. But uh, uh, but I I do find it very funny that uh, they didn't bring enough um, voter fraud for the rest of the country. (laughs) (laughs) But I I do want to say, not that Mark Raffensperger is a hero, but that, you know, he is, look, he's a public servant. Uh, He's, he's, you know, he's in a party that I am not in. I don't agree with his views, 
But he did do the job, um, and he did it under incredible national and international scrutiny. Mm-hmm. He suffered through m- multiple death threats and constant, you know, to the point where they had to get him uh, security. It's been a danger for his family. And and yet he has persisted in holding the line. And in that sense, I think lesser people would have folded. And so I do think even though, yeah, he probably thinks that we should have signature match and we should have voter IDs and we should have all sorts of things that I absolutely don't agree with. But in terms of just doing his job and following the law and holding the line and doing it under incredible pressure. um, Yeah, that's not enough for me. Only because (laughs) Brian Kemp ran for governor while he was secretary of state. And I understand, I I get the I mean, as someone who's gotten like just a fraction of the death threats that he's gotten, it's oh, sure. not fun. You know what yeah. I mean? It's yeah, like, no, it's no, none, none of that is fun. And it's not right. You know, it, it's it, not it right. But he is doing his job, mm-hmm. which is sad that um, that that's what we should be like. Yeah. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. Because, I mean, that, that's to me, that's wild because yeah. he still helped the previous secretary of state. Right, get it. right, sure, so sure, that for he sure. could, yeah, like it's, that. That was so mind blowing that even if the the only thing that's different here is that we all have the same enemy, which yeah. is Trump. Yeah, right, that's right, the right, only right, thing right. that's different yeah. to me is that oh, we all don't so, like this guy. Okay, so Mike, so this was clearly a criminal act, right? To call someone to find mm-hmm. votes from a sitting president, you don't find votes, you count votes. Okay, so mm-hmm. what? So Mike, do you think he should face any kind of consequence? Well, I mean, first, I I just wanted to just quickly point out that on this phone call, I mean, he, he had the same vibe as my dad finding an expired coupon and saying, <laughs> hey, you know what? Uh, you know, two weeks ago, you ex- you accepted this coupon because um, uh, Uncle Hian took it. But then, you know, can you take this coupon again? And the guy's like, no, I'm sorry. We only do that for, you know, new customers. And, and that's a, you know, he, like he, he's just kind of like pushing it through. He doesn't even believe in his lies anymore. I feel like it's it's weird because... You know, people have been kind of floating around like this other second, um, you know, should we impeach him again? Right. I have I have no idea how this works. I thought maybe he had some sort of special impeachment proof double jeopardy, like like some sort of lifetime movie where now he can't be impeached again. And, <laughs> and now he's going to go to go to town. Um, I just feel like, you know, Shilly was mentioning this before about whether or not we should go after him for all of these all of these different things. There's a huge Rolodex of different things that he we could go. Yeah. Out, do you do you believe for? in Chalet was room full of nerds? He he. I do believe in the one room full of nerds. I also believe in maybe you know. It, I think it might set a bad precedent for uh for us to go after former presidents. Uh, but we should have one as a treat. One. <laughs> we'll just pick one. But like, cheat day. You know, it could just be a, a small cheat one. day. The yeah, calories one, don't you know count. What? Yeah, exactly. No, like low carb, but one day where we go crazy and we eat the Trump cake, you know? So like, and it's just like a, a small, just pick one of his small ones, but really hit him hard. Like, oh, this parking ticket from 1987. Holy crap. Get him, you know? And then after that, all right. Because he, that's the thing. Trump hates to lose. And that's, for me, I just want to see him lose you know anything you know playstation whatever <laughs> just get, i just want one loss for him 
And that, I think, would be enough to send him Yeah, I think packing. it's been like a gentleman's agreement to not go after uh, former presidents, right? Yeah, yep. But he's no gentleman, and we've never had a president do the stuff that he did. I want to tighten up those uh, agreements, by the way. I want them, like, written down. Because he's, yeah, yeah, yeah. he's broken so many things. And There's it's so just many like, norms he's Yeah, broken. where it's just yeah. like, oh, I guess you can do that? Yeah. But you you can't, but we were just kind of running on a handshake. No, I think a fun, really like a, one of those fun things that we, that could, I think, pass through, could be legislated on with a mm. narrow majority uh, in a in a possible Schmennett situation is <laughs> a, a norm, like you have to release your tax, uh, you know, you have to release your taxes yeah. if you're going to run for president. Like that's just part of the law now. You have to do that. There's no getting around it. So um, those are some, and because and, I think that would also, that would be tough for a Republican to vote against, right? Right, um, right? And so, like, just putting some of those norms into law, I think, is something that also, I'm sure, uh, Biden has a binder of um, of those <laughs> norms, right? That have right, been broken. Yeah, tighten it up, binder. Tighten it up, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> like these were these worked okay in open mics, but let's be real. Let's, yeah, um, yeah, come yeah, on. Yeah. And uh, but I think the the here's what I think. I think I I mean I I, I get your 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 treat metaphor, Mike, um, or mm. simile or analogy, whatever one of those <laughs> it, that thing is. Um, but I also think the problem I have just ideologically, no, not ideologically, just like as an American who lives under a constitution, the constitution, is mm-hmm. that these things are illegal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not supposed to try and steal an election, even though your attempt at stealing, you know, is failed. It doesn't mean you didn't try and steal. You still have to pay the consequences for that. We don't let people go because they had a bank heist they couldn't pull off, right? Like <laughs> not pulling it off doesn't mean you are you get off scot-free. That's not how it works. That's not how criminality works, right? That's not how justice works. And I think that um, if crimes aren't punished, they'll happen again. So if the like, if the fabric of the political system gets ever so weakened, and we have a really smart fucking dictator type in office, and a control of the House and control of the Senate, then we're really fucked. But if mm-hmm. we've got punishment that deters that kind of criminality, um, then we're not, you know, the reason why people do a lot of jaywalking is because it's something that's generally not ticketed, right? Right. If there was more ticketing, we would be like, oh, I'm not going to like jaywalk, which is the entirety of Manhattan is based on jaywalking. But like, if they were to, to ticket that, then there would be less of it. Now, that's but so here's so let's ticket this you know what i mean let's let's see the consequences so other pre- people coming into the office of the president don't feel compelled to do this because they're they know there's going to be a punishment they know they'll actually they'll, they'll get impeached but not just impeached because you can get impeached for a different thing again but that you don't that you get convicted right and again we only have 2 weeks so there's not enough time for all of this stuff to go down right. but i think the room full of nerds the team of nerds in that back room can can still go through the paces of making all this happen so that motherfucker can't run in 2024. Y- y- and right. I really right. don't want to see us go through any this fucking nightmare again right. in 2024. Well, I think that's an interesting point to, you know, y- you talk about deterrence and one thing that this room full of nerds 
could do is this is just a deterrent because I could um, in general, I think there's a norm. There's that stupid rule again. There's the norm that uh, we don't go after uh, previous presidents because usually previous presidents just like to kind of disappear. They kind of they kind of take up uh, finger painting and 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 you know yeah. uh antiquing or whatever the heck it is and you don't really see them or, as or much v- or, v- or or fighting for um election systems in other countries <laughs> uh special shout out to jimmy carter go ahead yeah so you know that's what you that's what you're supposed to do uh as a president you're supposed to kind of like ride off into the sunset but i don't see trump doing i see trump starting uh you know oantrump.com yeah. and and doing that sort of thing right and yeah I feel uh, a deterrent to that or a control to that. Maybe these room full of nerds who are like, hey, man, we got these these tickets from 1987 uh, leading up to all the way to that time you tried to subvert democracy. So uh, <laughs> we've got all those in the bank. If you want to play ball, we can play ball. And that's that's maybe something that you can go back and forth on, I feel, because... To be honest with you, he's ignored norms. I feel he could ignore laws. People seem to ignore laws constantly. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, he's ignoring laws for sure. I mean, that's, I mean, his biggest mistake. And I think that's why this call is such a huge deal, because he made it. The mm. other ways that he was trying You're to right. uh, steal this election, for the most part, was he put his boy into the postal right. service job. Yeah. He had, right, you know right, what I mean? Right, right. He was yep. he took down all of the various ways that uh, everything is supposed to work together. He weakened all of those, right. and so then the grease wasn't on his hands. But on this one, he's literally under the car. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Where, find me some votes. Right. So that is why it seems like this would be the easiest way to get him because he made the phone. call. Call right. He called customer service himself. Yeah, for himself. Sure. He, yeah. he tried to get over. So like, I think that is what would make the difference. And it may be, I think it may be bad just for uh, the country morale to continue to harp on him all the time when we're trying to get out of that. Um, and uh, it also is something that he loves being talked about. That's why I think the, the room full of nerds should be doing this quietly. And then one day it's just like, bam, on his doorstep and you're like oh they've been working on this the whole time while we've been trying to uh you know uh get that out of our hair wash that man right Mm -hmm. out of our hair basically Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so that's why i think it i think something should be done it i think it should be kind of quietly and then uh but i think it should also they should be sure that it's effective yeah i mean that's that's my the the kind of quiet thing that shalewa i think is a really fucking huge part of this because i and this has to do with the media disciplining themselves the media basically (laughs) just had five years of a fucking cheat day right where they just covered shit (laughs) that didn't necessarily need we didn't need to have breathless coverage of every little fucking heinous thing even though he was breaking norms the breath the the breathless coverage happened because it was clickbaity and you can get readers and that was extremely detrimental to the fabric of American society I had to turn on off notifications on my phone Mm-mm. because I couldn't handle news anymore. And I have mm-hmm. a news-based podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, folks, right? Like, yeah. and I think it's because, you know, and I look, I, I turned to like checking out, uh, <laughs> for, this is real, P- DVRing uh, the PBS NewsHour because they could quietly and calmly, yes. like I just so wanted quiet. a quiet and calm, recess, you know, recitation of 
of yeah, news bullets. Like that's yeah, I just, all I wanted. And yeah, we, I, uh, we have completely forgotten that. So Shalewa, your point of it should be quiet is has to do with uh, how it's handled and, and it discreetly handled by that, you know, team of nerds, but also mm-hmm. um, that the media should be like, that is not the front page today, you know? Right. Yeah. And that I think is what's really important. We all need to get on board. We all need to get on board with this guy is irrelevant now. Yes. You know? Yeah. And, yes. and it's no hard longer for the us news. To do that. The, the country is the news. We should be putting ourselves on the front page so that we know what's going on with us and uh, taking care of things. But talking about that dude is not helping anyone. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mike, final thoughts on. Uh, yes. I, I want to, I want the Werther's originals of news. OK. Just warm <laughs> and mellow and. It just feels good. And you have like two of them and you want to take a nap. That's the, that's the ABC News I want. Right, well, yeah. And here's something with Werther's Originals. You're not binging on Werther's. No, you have, you have a to. morsel yeah. and you put in you put the package to the side. And then yeah, the next like, day good. you might have one more right. morsel. You know, and you say thank you, Nana. And you, you know, you give her a hug and she smells good and you go home. I and mean, that's what news agree. should be like. The, that's what we all want. The Werther's original of news. Um, <laughs> folks, uh, before we move into topic number three, I just want to remind you all to tell your friends about Fake the Nation. It's 2021. Um, and we only did optimism in 2020 for the most part. And uh, and I, 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 I don't want to say, and we don't know what's happening with anything, but uh, it worked, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it worked on a schmituation. So let's continue to only do optimism going into 2021 and rebuilding American society. Um, and uh, let your friends know about the show. We try and make it fun and uh, talk about shit that matters and also shit that doesn't matter. We also do that. And um, and fucking we always try and talk about hard candies. So thank you, Mike, for bringing that into the show today. Uh, let us move on to topic number three. Um, so we read a piece from Alison Green's advice column the, in The Cut uh, called Ask a Boss. And the piece was, should I disclose my depression to my employer? And in it, the person writing says, uh, quote, I take an antidepressant daily. I'm not seeing a therapist. I would call it more of a functional depression where I can live with it. But at times it can feel worse and I have to force myself to work. Does that make my depression something I should want to disclose to an employer? Uh, what hmm. were your, uh, Mike, what were your initial reactions to this piece? Man, you know, I mean, it's going to be tricky because my entire career is about disclosing things to people. <laughs> I have an entire podcast called Asian Not Asian. You should check it out on all the streaming platforms about hey. disclosing my depression and my anxiety. I'm a comedian. That's what we, that's that's what what we, we do. do. Yes. That's what we do. That's what we like. Now, uh, as 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 uh, I, I'll, I'll say silly advice, the silly advice is, is, uh, is you know what, Dis- over-disclose. Make your boss be like, hey, you know what? I'm going to, this is too much information for me. I'm going to go ahead and promote you out of my department. I think that may be the way to go if you're going to disclose, you know, but I mean, the serious advice for me, for me, I, I don't know. I say advice. Don't take advice from me. I I'm, don't do, do it. Don't do it. But I, you know, I think the, the serious advice is, you know, I, don't by disclose the way, anything. Mike, I only have people on the show that sh- whose advice should never be taken. So you're <laughs> yeah, in a terrific co- company. Yeah, do not, <laughs> you do not want to be where I am. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you know, you're, you're, for, from a capitalist perspective, your boss is, is generally not your friend. He is your boss. He's your enemy. 
He is your enemy with which you are locked in an epic Game of Thrones-style struggle for survival. Mm. Okay, so that's the kind of mentality I have when I when I talk about my... <laughs> if my boss is listening to this my, for my day job, hi, hi, Cap, how are you doing? Your but, world sounds yeah. really a struggle. This is how it is. Okay. This is this capitalism. You know, don't blame me. Yeah. Blame whoever. The patriarchy. <laughs> the patriarchy. <laughs> hmm. So, I don't think I don't think she should say anything. Don't yeah. say anything until you have to, and even then, try not to, because as Mike said, uh, your boss is not your friend. HR is not your friend. Not your friend. Um, and uh, if you just kind of say it, um, but it's something you're working on, and then you get it under control, your coworkers don't know that. Your boss doesn't necessarily know that you are it's something no one cares if you're actively working on it what they care is that you said you had it and then yeah. people stop listening there right mm. and now you just become you know the girl with the woohoo and <laughs> and that's not cool because you know you you don't get to uh continue to do your job um without, without judgment. stigma yeah yeah yes, without yes, yeah yes, so yes. it's not if if you're still able to work um, and plus, trust me, there are people doing their job, uh, worse than you are. So like, <laughs> if you're able to work and you're getting, you're reaching goals and it's not, um, I understand that everyone's reserve of patience now, especially, uh, has been burned since we're almost a year into this. Um, so your boss's patience may be burned. Your HR department's patience may be had is a little depleted. Um, mm. Yeah. So you may not even get what you would be hoping to get by saying something. Mm. Um, you know what I mean? There yeah. may be like a, we all got problems situation. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you know the kind of HR people I've known, not yeah. everybody really cares. So um, that energy of worrying, if you can uh, like worry towards getting better, working on it, doing what you have to do. But I would, I would avoid saying anything because that's just going to put a, a giant uh, MH on your shirt. Right, right. Yeah, and I and I, I should I should point out that the the Boston question that the the writer um, Allison Green uh, agrees with you. And she she sp says specifically, "quote I'd only disclose a mental health condition or any health condition for that matter at work when you need to ask for specific accommodation connected with it. So like you know, do you need time for therapy sessions or do you need you know whatever? But even then, I it's funny because. I would. I, um, I also think accommodations that you may or may not need are a little bit like this is the accommodation I need. I need an hour a week for mm -hmm. something that's none of your fucking business. Is kind of like how I would <laughs> maybe right. go yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, like yeah, I, yeah. I need an accommodation, and that's all. You know. Um, but for, also for the record. Uh, you know, you you can't be fired for this. You can't be, you know, there it can't be some a reason they don't hire you for something. However, mm -hmm. the law, and that's according to the Americans with Disabilities Act, but the law only applies to employers with 15 or more employees and your conditions need to, quote, substantially limit one or more of your major life activities. Um, mm. So, so, so the law, you, you know, you also have to double check if the law is protecting you here or not. So, so you, you can't be depressed at a small mom and pop shop. Yeah, you right. know. yeah. What, no, no, no. Um, you absolutely. work at a cute little, you know, gift shop somewhere. Mm, no, no, thank you. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. You got to be smiling. <laughs> um, I also want to point out, so it's interesting though, in general, because I, I don't suffer from de depression, but there is something that I've, that I suffer from that I suffer from migraines and I um, don't 
don't, and, and, and I just want every, everyone to know, current and future employers alike, that I have them 100% under control, so it's actually not an issue. But in the first two years of me getting migraines, because I started getting them like eight years ago, and I didn't know what the fuck was going on. Like my head mm-hmm. just would start exploding, and then I was just, did it, you know, and I performed like that. I've done shows mm. where I yep. did an entire hour on stage. Damn. I've walked off stage and I vomited yep. right, right for like 10 hours straight like that because your body and you guys know this as comedians. If you are extremely ill, your body, the adrenaline from performance will give you. Yep. You can do anything. Right. It'll give you probably yeah. up to yeah. an hour um, yep. to just get out there, do what you got to do. And and I and there's footage of me with obscene migraines and I'm performing <laughs> and you can't tell. Can't I have tell. done this show with my, because I after in those first couple of years, I had to figure it out. It really, really sucked. Um, you know, you don't know what drugs to take. You don't know when to take. You don't know what the signs are. You know what I mean? So it takes a long time to kind of figure that out. I was getting them in clusters. So then I'd go for like three months with no migraine and then I would get a bunch of migraines. Mm. So, um, so it took a while. And what, what I think, uh, you know, and then when I, when I had my baby, they reemerged in a new way. So then I had to refigure them out. So I've done this show where I'm like, I've got bandages on my neck of like lidocaine patches and heating pads. And like, I don't want to tell the panelists, like I've got a migraine because I don't want them to feel bad or whatever. But I'm also like, I look crazy, you know, and I might be like sweating and I might just have to lean over and do like a quick vom, you know? So I I mentioned, (laughs) so, so, but this is, so what's happened is, and and because I'm lit, the only time I ever canceled a show because of a migraine was because I was pregnant and it was early days and I was afraid of somehow putting myself under too much pressure with a migraine and something happening to the baby. So that was one time in eight years. So Mm. I'm, I'm pretty proud of my record, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) but my point is in those early days, I didn't say a word because I was afraid people were going to be like, this bitch gets migraines. We can't trust her. We don't know when it's going to happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and luckily, like I said, it's not an issue anymore. I have it under control 100%. So keep hiring me. Um, and then also keep giving me more things. Um, but, um, but I think, but it was such an issue because I, I just, as a human being, I wanted to walk into a show or if I was in a writer's room or whatever and be like, I feel like garbage today, so I'm just going to be a little less smiley, you know? I mean, it'd be a little less fun to be around, but I'm still going to do the work. And I didn't feel like I could do that, you know, because I just Mm. thought— um, I, I just, as a human, wanted to have a little bit of just mi- minor human understanding, but I was too scared, and right. uh, and it's and it's it's a really terrible situation because I think what she may want is just a little human understanding of like I'm at fucking work today, I'm going to give you my all, but I can't right. put a happy face on it. You know, right. yeah. I can do the the quantitative analysis or whatever it is my job is. I can do it. But I'm not well, going to, you know, I'm not, but there's, there, there, it's not going to come with a, a, oh my God, how's the weather where you are, you know, and all that shit. Yeah. yeah. I mean, do you ever feel like maybe it is something we should be, you know, I was kind of making a joke earlier about over-disclosing, but, you know, this is, if, if everybody was able to disclose all these things, if you were eight years or eight years ago or whatever, able to um, talk about migraines and, and that sort of stuff, maybe we wouldn't have the a question like this where you're, 
where we have to kind of like play so close to the vest. That's sort of the system we're in is that everybody's looking out for themselves. Right. And by, you know, fortunately, people are talking more about mental health and, and, and some employers are trying to be better about that, you know, in, in small uh, fits and spurts. But, you know, I mean, maybe it is something if, 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 your, if your coworker says, oh, I've got migraines and then you, you might feel more empowered to say, well, you know what, I, I have I have to deal with something also. How much you want to disclose is up to you. But, you know, I, I think there can be something to yeah. this where yeah. we are a little bit more human to each other, which is very strange. You know, capitalism is anti-human. So, right. uh, I, I, you know, how much can we get humanity back into it? You know, that it, it could be good. To- to that end, you have to find your allies within your office. A- absolutely. absolutely. So you have to know, even if it's not an HR person or your boss, if there is a coworker that you can get a, a, a touch of humanity from, mm-hmm. uh, if you can say to them, hey, can you cover for me? I need to go in the closet and cry for a hot second. And yep. then I'll be... Give and me like 30 minutes yeah. and then I'll yeah. be fine. That's all I have to do. <laughs> Just a quick bomb. Uh, yeah. 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 And, uh, and if, you, if you are lucky enough to have that kind of ally uh, at your job, um, you know, that kind of friend, then uh, this may help uh, with the issue at large. Um, mm-hmm. Just, a, you know, or maybe not even at large. This may help a little bit. Um uh, but if if your first thought is to, well, I should probably tell him at work that this is going on. It's like, uh, hold on. Hold on on that for a yeah. second. Right. Um, you know, because we don't know. We don't know how they're going to react. Uh, yeah. yeah. Especially something like that. That is so misunderstood. It's so misunderstood. Mm-hmm. And it's not necessarily visible. Yeah. Um, isn't it, go, isn't sorry. It, go ahead. Sorry, and isn't it great when you can find that ally? You know, at work, you're you're when you're you're at a new job, and you fi- you finally find that other person who who's on the floor with you, and who's like, you can be like, hey man, yo, I got I needed to, I had a crazy night last night. I had to go and take a nap in the conference room. And then that guy, <laughs> no, and no. that guy, no, that guy is going to be that. You're homies now. Okay, you're in it. All right, you're both accomplices. I think that's no. the best feeling. <laughs> what you do is you go into the restroom, you go into a stall, yes. you stand so that your feet still look like they're facing <laughs> out, like you're sitting on the toilet. But then you take toilet paper, you rest it on the back of the door, you rest your face on that toilet paper, and you take a quick, like, five to seven minute nap while you're standing <laughs> leaning on the door this is what got me through rave culture in the mid 90s <laughs> rave culture wait i have another question for you because a friend of mine so a, a friend of mine was um oh the, <laughs> sorry everybody this is my husband and he brought me a nice coffee because he's great okay um <laughs> Oh, that was my baby. Sorry. Just a quick noise break. Okay. Here we go. Um, so I, uh, so a friend of mine, um, was up for a promotion and she was, uh, not visibly pregnant yet, but she had known she'd been with this company for a long time. This is in the UK actually. So I don't know what the fuck their laws are, but she just mm. told them I'm pregnant. Just so you know, I'm up for this, uh, promotion, but like, you know, there's going to be a minute, like a, like a few months where I can't do the job that I'm being considered for. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they gave her the job anyways. And it worked out. I have another friend who's currently deeply pregnant and she's doing a lot of interviews for jobs and oh, she's yeah. just doesn't know what to do ethically. And, um, um, 
And the interesting thing is, I, I, um, I mean, look, I think legally she ha- doesn't have to say shit. And b- the funny thing is because the, all the interviews are on Zoom. They right. can't see that she's deeply pregnant. Uh, but also, it doesn't fucking matter. I mean, pregnancy is such a weird, specific yes. thing. Mike, mm-hmm. as someone who can have babies, kidding, Shalewa, <laughs> as someone who may be in that position, you know, who who may have ever been in that position or whatever, or like just, you know, what do you think is the ethical responsibility of a woman in that situation? I mean, I feel like I would be the kind of person who would be like, hi, I'm Shalewa, I'm pregnant. And what's the position? You know what I mean? And, like how, I would, and in how many ways are you going to reject me from this job? <laughs> right. Like, let me, I, I'm kind of big on just like, let me lay it out for you. Uh, I am pregnant. I do want this job, but um, I, I, I have a feeling not everybody is going to be as thrilled uh, with the arrival of my kid as I will be. So, um, you know, I, I want to narrow it down. I want to talk to people who are, who will be like, okay, okay, we can work with that. Um, if they, you know, had a history of dealing with that kind of thing before or whatever, but I mean, it's hard to say, uh, because companies are so, I mean, they probably are like, wow, I don't we we have to talk to her. We can't not because that's discriminate. You know what I mean? And I uh, like I I don't want it to feel like a gotcha. But I also want you to know, like, I I certainly don't want to if I have to show up to an office, I don't want to show up like that's great. I'm going to need like the next three months off. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Also, yeah. I think my water just broke, so <laughs> lunch is. I'm gonna take a long lunch. Do you, you, Mike, I, I need him to would know. It, would you? What would you think she should do? But also, what did you? What do you think an employer might be thinking? Like, how would you feel as an employer? I because as an employer, I, mean, I think it, I almost would. I guess I would want to know, but it. I can't imagine that it wouldn't inform their choice. Right, yeah. So I almost wouldn't want to know because I just want to be able to choose based on who I think would be best for the job. Right. I mean, I think thematically, um, you know, we've been kind of talking about just being more human, I feel. That might be uh, your your theme of 2021 is to be a a goddamn human being. Yeah. Um, And I I do feel uh, that there are employers who are going to try to try to do the right thing. I think processes and, and the way the system sort of works is that it sort of, um, it's, it, it sort of punishes that. There's, there's many times when, when honestly companies themselves get punished, uh, you know, for whatever, you know, economically or what have you. So I think there are people who are trying to do the right thing. And um, as if I was an employer, you know, you're trying to bring on someone and you're trying to understand them, you know, on a, on a human level. And I think that's important to, um, to establish. I know when I'm looking for a job, I I want to have I want to know that I'm working with people who are going to try to do right by me because I'm going to tr- try to do right by them, uh, e- even if we are entering into like a you know a, an economic relationship. Um, so I I think I think it I think it uh if if you it's I don't know it's kind of like dating if you're getting down until like the third or fourth date and you're like hey this could be something I want to be upfront and you feel like the other person is going to be able to reciprocate. Um, I think it might be worth bringing it up, um, but right. you know I think it always is. is uh, uh, I can only advise that, you know for an em- employee if you're looking you know to look out for yourself. Um, yeah, and, and that's it. My advice to her was not to say anything until she got a job offer. 
Um, yes. Because again, yes. it, 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 you don't want that to impact how, what they think of your merit. And and the, and the thing is, the human race has to continue. We all know how that happens, right? Mm-hmm. And so yes. it's right. not like, Although, you know, isn't it I, wild that it's been that way for this long? Like, doesn't it seem like we should have switched it up in it, some oh, way? Oh, come on, 100%. Yeah. Well, you, know what, saw, you know, yeah. I mean, you know what's kind of crazy too, though, is that we don't put that as the highest priority. Like if if you were to yeah. say, "Hey, I'm propagating the human race," you would think the other person would be like, "Oh my God, thank you for yes, great, helping good, good, good. humanity. Right. We need to do everything we can to protect you. You are literally propagating the species so that we could continue forward." But instead, we're like, "Oh yeah, well, you got a month, okay? That's a policy, <laughs> and that's just crazy." Sorry, Shilly, what you were saying? Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I just I just think by now we should have figured out another way. I saw I saw a pregnant woman on a train platform, and I was like, I cannot believe we are still carrying. We're still here. I'd like to refer, refer people back to an episode that was called Baby in a Bag, where we talked about <laughs> the technology of a womb in a bag. Um, I mean, so, anyways, refer that listen, is an episode. We got square, we got square watermelon. We can have baby we can in a fucking bag. do it. Okay? We can fucking do it. Have you seen it? Okay, they have um, that. Folks, that what a fantastic way to start the new year. I feel like I haven't had a real conversation until today um, in the last two weeks. So uh, thank you for that. I feel so much better. Um, and I would love for the people of Faith the Nation to be able to follow you in all of the wonderful things you do. Uh, Shalewa, how do they do that? Oh, I'm on uh, all of the social media at Silky Jumbo. Uh, all one word, traditional spelling. And um, if you are bored on Sunday nights on Instagram, I, uh, I've i been doing this thing called taste testing where my roommate and I just eat snacks and <laughs> give opinions on them because they've really branched out on what they're doing with snacks now. Oh, yeah, they exciting. have, right? Yes. Yeah, yes. like we had an episode that was 14 flavors of Triscuits. Oh my that god! That seems unnecessary, but they <laughs> had them, and so we did that. So yeah, so like on any more social than media, more at- of triscuits exist. I can't <laughs> yeah, believe that. Yeah, it's ridiculous, and we still missed a few flavors. But uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm I'm everywhere at Silky Jumbo um, podcast. It's called the War Report. I co-host it with a fantastic fellow named Gastor Almonte, and uh, and then I eat Love snacks Gastor. on Sunday nights. So, uh, Mike, when where do people find you? Uh, check out my podcast. Uh, it's called Asian, Not Asian. It's on all the different platforms. I do that with Fumi Abe, who's also been on the show before. And you can find me on Instagram. It's uh, My Instagram handle is NicePantsBro. Um, and uh, I I do a very bad job at my branding. So all of my social media is all different things. And I, that's that's on me. Uh, I'm going to try to fix that. But uh, <laughs> everybody's laughing at me. I know. I know. Wait, and, can okay. you spell, and can you spell your last name for the people so that they, if they wanted to look you up, they know? Okay, so you can find me. Okay, this is very difficult because I have a very common name. Okay, my, my name is Michael Nguyen. But if you, oh, you got to do this. I spell my name Mike, like microphone, M-I-C, Nguyen, but that doesn't that doesn't preclude that only cuts down the Michael Nguyen's by like maybe a third. So uh, it's also you got to look at Mike Nguyen comedy. Oh, and then I'll, I'll, I'm probably the first guy. And there then may spell be a, Nguyen for them because that's a you know I don't think it's an intuitive spelling. 
It's not, but it's 2021, and if you if you, if you eat pho and you can't spell Nguyen at this point, <laughs> that's on you. <laughs> but it's N-G-U-I-E-N, so that's, uh, that's my last name. N-G-U-I-E-N, you guys. Um, and definitely figure out how to follow him. He's given you a homework <laughs> assignment on how to do that. <laughs> Um, it's not, he doesn't want followers. He wants people who want to go on um, hunts. Yeah. Uh, folks, um, the fun <laughs> thing is, so, so Mike is on TikTok and I have now joined TikTok. Yeah. I'm ashamed to say, but also here I am. I'm on TikTok. So follow me on TikTok, folks. Um, I don't know. There's probably like three people who listen to the show that also are on TikTok. <laughs> or maybe a lot of you. I don't know. I really don't understand. Okay. But um, but follow me on TikTok. I'm there. Um, I also have a new pre- new piece in the, in the Progressive Magazine. I'm a, As you know, I'm a columnist there. Um, and this piece predicts the future. Um, and so it's a fun one. Uh, it's like, it's, it's the, it's, it goes to like, it's, I'm predicting like June of 2021. So, oh. so, um, so get, get into it, um, at Progressive, um, you know, look it up Progressive Magazine. Uh, and, um, what I would really like to do is thank all the people that make this show possible. Uh, that is our wonderful producer, Anita Flores, our talented audio engineer, Andy Christens, Gabby Alter wrote our theme music, Lily Fleshler helps with research and listeners, you know, that we love hearing from you send us your feedback talk topics we should be chatting about guest ideas you might have you can leave us a voicemail at 331-901-0005 or drop us a line at comments at fakethenation.com and if you like what you hear please favorite fake the nation on stitcher follow us on spotify subscribe on apple podcast pandora and the sirius xm app and do leave us a review on apple podcast because it helps more people find out about the show oh my god folks it's so nice to be back and we'll be back in your earballs next week